You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. What up, though, everybody? Week two of Martin Weiss on Cash and Ticket, the West Coast correspondent, is excited as can be for week one of the NFL season. We had a great game last night as your mostly uh, people in Detroit, your hometown Lions, upset the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. I know everybody's talking about Kadarius Tony dropping balls and Sky Moore just out there getting cardio. But the real talk I want to talk about is, hey, Jameer Gibbs needs more touches ASAP. Jack Campbell making big plays. Brian Branch making big plays. The Lions got killed in their draft. How dare you take a running back and an inside linebacker in the first round? How dare you take these non-premium positions? Well, the key is get players that are going to be impact players in the draft. That's the number one key. We saw that last night. We saw, hey, you know, Rasheed Rice, he was a draft pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. I bet they wish he got open a little bit more because it's a dirty little secret. I know Kadarius Tony was dropping everything, but he was the only guy who was open. Bodes well for this Lions defense, but that game was in the past. Let's not live life looking back in the rearview mirror and go ahead and move forward. You want to get at me? You can't at Martin Weiss on X or Twitter, whatever you like to call it. That's M-A-R-T-I-N-W-E-I-S-S. And you also, of course, want to make sure that you are rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Rate review subscribe rate review subscribe now who is excited for seven hours of commercial free football because i sure as hell am i know mike's got this weird hang up about scott hansen but i realized that mike just doesn't like nice things like he just he just can't bring it like he's he just he just lives in this miserable place and he can't do it and it was never more apparent than on there him and Costas, their episode, breaking down the week one slate. Who in hell is picking anchovies as a top five? As top five, And then mushrooms being your number one? He just doesn't like nice things. You just have to understand this about Mike. Hopefully he has me come back for week three of me being on cash and ticket for week two of the NFL. But after I just talked about that stuff about him. But without further ado, let's get into some of these games. The Falcons. Three-and-a-half-point favorites versus the Panthers. That's a one-o'clock start. I love the Falcons here. I hate the three-and-a-half. Look and see if you can get this if it falls to three, if it plays up to four. Just, you know what? Watch another game because there will be better ones on at one o'clock. Trust me. Atlanta added a ton of former New Orleans Saints defensive players and staffers. I expect that defense 
was the Saints defense had previously run through the NFC South with no issues, just as Tom Brady. I expect the Atlanta defense to be head and shoulders better than it was last year. I mean, it will be a great uh, improvement over 30th in the league. Bijan Robinson is going to be a stud. He joins a backfield that has rushed for five yards a carry last year. B. John Robinson is going to be on the field. They've created a whole new position in Atlanta because they have too many running backs. I know if you're a PFF nerd, too many running backs sounds like a terrible thing. But here's the key. Being able to run the ball consistently raises the floor of your team. Being able to pass the ball, that's where your ceiling lies. The Falcons are going to be able to run the ball, especially when you consider Brian Burns is practicing, but he wants a new deal. You have to wonder what impact that'll have on a defense in Carolina. That was their calling card last year. Remember, this team was threatening to win the division, starting the likes of Baker Mayfield and P.J. Walker. In fact, if P.J. Walker hadn't completed a miraculous Hail Mary in Atlanta with time winding down, we wouldn't even be here because Atlanta would have won the division and they'd have a much different schedule. I digress. Carolina's offensive line has such big issues that after the preseason game against the Jets, if you saw hard knocks, you saw that, you know, awkward interaction between Aaron Rodgers and Bryce Young. It was like, I guess the two quarterbacks are obligated to speak to each other because it definitely felt weird. This offensive line was so bad in that game. The O-line coach called the entire group together both guys who made the team and guys who were going to get cut and read them the riot act. And you know what happened in the next two preseason games? Not much different. Bryce Young is getting hit this preseason a lot. Let me tell you something. I've been in the same room as Bryce Young. I am both taller and way more than him. And I am a radio host. He is a starting NFL quarterback. Concerning. I know I said I don't love the Falcons at three and a half. It's more like about the number. Three and a half is a tough number to play. I like to only play things up to three. It's like that three and a half, four, five is always an, an ugly place. I know I'm going to contradict myself in just a moment when I tell you the one favorite that I really like on the board. That's coming up soon. But the key play here, and it's a little juicy at minus 150, but the key play here is Bryce Young to throw an interception. The last number one overall pick to start week one and win was David Carr, Derek Carr's older brother. It's been eight instances where this occurred. Number one overall pick starting week one. That's Stafford in Detroit, Sam Bradford in St. Louis, which is now Los Angeles, Cam Newton, who played incredible in his opener, Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, Tyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. All eight of them lost their first NFL game. Now, get this. The last number one overall pick to start week one and not throw an interception was Jeff George in 1990. That's right, folks. 
The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time's an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every quarterback just about in my lifetime that was drafted number one overall and started week one, throw an interception. Combined stats for the last eight I just listed out, Stafford through Lawrence. 11 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. You can parlay that potentially with Falcons' money line, get you up there to plus money. 
I know 150 isn't great value, but I'm a fan of the bets that cash. That's really where I live. I know that Mike wants to do, and Mike and Jimmy want to do all these uh, crazy exactas and, and long shot parlays, and I understand it. I'm just trying to pick a side, tell you who's going to win and what's going to happen in it. Bryce Young, history shows he will throw an interception at some point in this game. In fact, it leads into my next game because I think there will be an interception from a starting quarterback in this one as well. I'm a little worried about this one, not because I'm worried about my handicapping, but because I'm more concerned that it seems like everybody and their mother is on the same side. And I'll tell you one thing about Vegas. It's not great when you're betting on the same side as everybody else. The San Francisco 49ers traveling to Pittsburgh, laying two and a half, one o'clock kick. This one I'll probably be locked into. Now, Kyle Shanahan is a favorite against the spread, losing record. Mike Tomlin, winning record in just about everything you can. 16-4-3 as a home underdog. All right? That's insane. 16-4-3 against the spread as a home underdog. Oh, you don't like the trends? I'll give you some football behind it. San Francisco, they want to put guys in motion, right? When you watch them, you'll see Debo running all over the place. Brandon Ayuk will come out from the outside, come motion into the slot. It's a lot of movement, a lot of action going on pre-snap in San Francisco, right? Why do they do that? It stresses the defense. It makes the defense declare whether it needs to be, a, whether it's a man coverage or zone coverage. The easy way to tell, if you're sitting along watching on TV, the wide receiver starts to run towards the other side of the formation. Does the defensive back follow him? It's probably man. If the defensive back stays there, or only shifts over a few steps, probably zone. Now, why is that so important to San Francisco? It's because of the way that Kyle Shanahan treats his quarterbacks. Kyle Shanahan treats his quarterbacks like the 15-year-old kid who just finished driver's training but still has to get the hours behind the wheel of the car before they can take their uh, the signed paper into the DMV or Secretary of State and get their full-on license. He's on the front seat of the car the whole time telling them when to hit the gas, when to hit the brake, when to turn the signal. That's part of the reason why Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy. Kyle Shanahan is not necessarily interested in what more you can do at quarterback. He is interested in can you do what I want you to do at quarterback. That's why Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold are there. Not because they are some such great shakes, but because when Kyle Shanahan says throw the dig route, he'll throw the dig route. When Kyle Shanahan says, throw the over, he'll throw the over. When Kyle Shanahan says, fake the read option to McCaffrey, Debo will be striking down the sideline inside the numbers. They'll make that throw because otherwise they'll hit the bench. Remember, and you can see this in across the league now, Shanahan and his disciples have spread out. You know, that McVay, McDaniel, all of them pre-snap motion. And you know what? It's one of the things that is, People really enjoy it. The Cowboys, for example, under Kellen Moore, didn't do enough pre-snap motion. And I'm kind of close with the Cowboys in terms of my other job, so I heard all the complaints about it. Brock Purdy threw 11 touchdowns and two interceptions 
on plays in which a player went in pre-snap motion. You'd think, wow, those are great numbers. Here's the rub. The Steelers' defense led the NFL in opponent touchdown-to-interception ratio on plays in motion. The Steelers are good at defending motion. The Steelers are good at defending the pre-snap reads and disguising their coverages still. I love that. And also, Brock Purdy to throw an interception. Sitting there, I saw it at 105. That's good money right there. That's great money right there. Parlay that with Bryce Young. San Francisco does have a defense uh, advantage on the defensive line, or do they? Nick Bosa is now the highest paid non-quarterback in football, but are we really expecting a TJ Watt 2.0 experience out of this? You'll remember last year, TJ Watt held out until like the day before the season started and then just went in and wrecked shop in game one. For Nick Bosa to come out, no training camp, to go in and just demolish a Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line, which is a little bit improved over last year. Kenny Pickett in his second year, George Pickens in his second year. Pat Frymuth is going to be a big part of this offense. And look out for Jalen Warren spelling Najee Harris. They're going to run the ball well. I'll be all over San Francisco a lot this season, but not here. First of all, betting against Mike Tomlin, as I told you before, 16-4-3 as a home dog. Betting against Mike Tomlin is not a good retirement play. But the plan of starting Brock Purdy, seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, there were some 240 picks between Kyle, between Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, is, and I'm looking forward to this year with him. I think he's going to have a good year here. Nate Herbig, if you just watch the Big Ten, familiar with Wisconsin, you're familiar with him. You're also familiar with the fact that he dominated primarily on the right side of the line, but Wisconsin was moving him around like he was Michael Parsons Jr. Well, now they got T.J. Watt over there. So Nate Herbig is staying on that right side. He compliments Watt very, very nicely on the other side of the defensive line. And secretly, as good as their run game is, San Francisco's offensive line is not great. Lost McGlinchey to Denver with Sean Payton. Trent Williams elite the rest of the line needs a little bit of work tj watt and nate herbig are going to give it to him i like the steelers outright but why not take the two and a half points insurance while it's there the saints laying three versus the titans one o'clock in the superdome that's where i grew up watching games in the superdome i i growing up i thought that jeff blake and aaron brooks could do no wrong i was there when Isaac King dropped the ball and the Saints, Brian Milne recovered it, fullback for the Saints on special teams and went to their first playoff berth in like 20-something years. And if you're under the age of 25, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But let's get in Sunday's game. Coaching is one of the most misunderstood things in the NFL, right? And just in terms of like what a coach's job is, what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it. Part of the reason why you can tell it's the most misunderstood thing in the NFL is because every year, a third of them are fired and hired. The second thing I think is the hardest thing to determine in the NFL is what exactly is the quarterback supposed to be looking at? Case in point, Thursday night. All these boneheads on Twitter saying Jared Goff was supposed to hit Amon Ross St. Brown when in reality, St. Brown was clearing out the defense for the backside dick to Josh Reynolds. 
All these boneheads on Twitter who say Jared Goff was supposed to hit Amon Rossi Brown down the slot when the reality of the situation is the only reason Amon Rossi Brown is running that route is to clear the safety out to open up the backside dig of which Jared Goff completed, okay? I know Matthew Stafford did it against the Buccaneers. Two different two different scenarios. The Bucs had no timeouts. The Rams needed a field goal to win. And, and then again, also like Antoine Winfield got beat. Jared Goff wasn't looking for it because they didn't need to take the risk. Yeah, Ben Solak, Matthew Stafford would have thrown the dig too. Anyway, I bring all that up because I'm not in love with the head coach and quarterback combo in New Orleans. Wait, they got Derek Carr. I know. Let me just let you in on a little secret here. The Saints won seven games last year, seven and ten. That's about, just about double the career wins that Dennis Allen had in two seasons and four games. Year one as the head coach, four wins. Year two as the head coach, you guessed it, four wins. Year three as a head coach, four games, then he got fired. Guess who was his quarterback? That's right. The Christian rock band leader himself, Derek Carr. Derek Carr and Dennis Allen, we've seen this movie before. And I don't know why we're getting a sequel. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know why we're getting a sequel. It could not have done that great at the box office as Dennis Allen got fired four games in his third year in Oakland. Now, in his day, Dennis Allen could call one hell of a defense. But last year... As he stepped into the head coaching role of Sean Payton, sat on Colin Cowherd's couch for a season before taking on the Denver Broncos role, they had co-defensive coordinators. One of them, Ryan Nielsen, is one of those New Orleans Saints departures I talked about to Atlanta, Ryan Nielsen. The other one, Chris Richard, former Cowboy defensive back coordinator, they agreed to part ways. He still hasn't found a new job. And the new defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, is not calling plays. I am not a big fan of head coaches that are calling plays all the time because the head coach is responsible for the whole game, offense, defense, special teams. If the head coach is locked in on, that's why you have coordinators, so they can call the plays. And the head coach's job is to come back and say, hey, we need to bring more pressure on third down. Hey. Stop bringing so much pressure on third down. That's what the head coach's job is. And in managing the game, calling timeout, challenging plays, and essentially doing the things that you need to do to win. Dennis Allen is going to be concerned with calling defenses. How does he balance that? Now, on the offensive side of the ball, there have been reports that John Gruden came in to consult with Derek Carr. I'm old enough to remember John Gruden, prior to his emails all coming out, making faces like a damn Chucky doll because Derek Carr wasn't pushing the ball down the field because Derek Carr was afraid to make or afraid or unable, one of the two, to make deep throws. Now, Titans offensive line is a whole new group, but you know what? So is the Saints defensive line. Really, the Saints front seven. Cam Jordan, Demario Davis. You'll know those names if you follow the NFC South. Cam Jordan, borderline Hall of Famer. Demario Davis eats up a ton of tackles. Those are just a few of the players returning to a front seven that has been eating good for the last seven years. Again, just ask Tom Brady. Regular season, they had nothing for him. But David Onyemata, he's in Atlanta now. Caden Ellis, he's in Atlanta now. Those are two of your more productive pass rushers. 
Shy Tuttle, who had some times would demand a double team, and Marcus Davenport, who was boom or bust. But when he was booming, it was good. He got benched towards the end of last year, but still. In this scenario, I'm seeing so all these new bodies are on the Saints defensive line, so I'm not necessarily jumping into the same boat as everybody saying the Saints, well, you know, they always have a good defense. There's a reason why they always have a good defense, in part because they were being coached by Dennis Allen, who now has two other phases of the game in place, and they had studs. Now, Mar- Marshawn Lattimore is getting up there. Tyron Matthew on the back end getting up there. Give me one of the best coaches in the NFL – Mike Vrabel, week one, especially with a three-point cushion, in a place that it used to be a formidable place to play in the Superdome. That's not true anymore. You want some trends? Here's some trends. And Dennis Allen's coaching career from day one to now, 15 and 38 straight up. Not great. 21, 31, and one against the spread. 40%. Now, This one is mind-boggling. Derek Carr in his last – now, this one is mind-boggling. Derek Carr, as a favorite, is 17-29-1 against the spread. According to the Action Network, that makes him the fourth least profitable quarterback as a favorite in the last 20 years, just ahead of Carson Palmer and Jay Cutler and Matt Ryan for those keeping score at home. 17, 29, and 1. Now, Mike Vrabel on the flip side of that. 23, 15, and 1 against the spread, including 22, 9, and 1 when the spread is three points or higher. Give me Vrabel. That's an easy call. Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans. That team will be ready, especially week one. Let's go to this NFC North matchup, the Bears and the Packers. The Bears laying one and a half now. This line has been moving a little bit. Bears were favored by more at the start of the season. I know the Packers just lost a Hall of Fame quarterback this offseason, but I can't imagine that they would do it without a backup plan. That backup plan is Jordan Love, who's been sitting on the bench for the last three years. Christian Watson, by the time of this recording, has been scratched. Romeo Dobbs is questionable. But the big key for me is the Packers running game. The fine folks over there at Establish the Run have the Packers' offensive line Versus the Bears defensive line as the biggest week one matchup between those two types of, between those two units. I expect Green Bay to move Chicago off the line. Jordan Love will have clean pockets in his first start as a franchise guy. More importantly, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon will have clean running lanes. On the flip side, Justin Fields is a great running quarterback so far. On the flip side, Justin Fields is a great running quarterback so far but he still has to prove that he's a great quarterback. I love DJ Moore. He's productive wherever you put him out there. He had a great season last year with Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and P.J. Walker throwing in the ball in Carolina. Dusty Fields is better than all three of them. All three of them, as Birdman would say. DJ Moore is a top-tier two receiver. He's not a tier one guy. If he is, he's bottom of the tier one, but top tier two wide receiver he's been productive this whole time but Chicago is not going to have enough offensive juice to score every time they get the ball which I feel like they're going to need to do because Green Bay's defense while average has I think they have a lot of upside especially in the secondary Jair Alexander is a legit stud the earth I mean 
I mean, I've seen people talk about Justin Fields for MVP. I've seen people talk about the Bears being a dark horse candidate to win the North. And I'm going to tell those people, you're wrong. Just give it a minute. You're, but you're absolutely wrong right now. I know what you're saying. Martin, those are all dogs. And you know what? Week one, these dogs are going to bark. But there is one favorite that I do like, and it contradicts something I said earlier. It's a five-point favorite. The Seahawks birthed the Rams. And this is really almost more of a Rams fade, but I do love this Seahawks team, and I think they have a great shot to win the West. I picked them to win the West. San Francisco, been bad vibes all offseason over there, and I know everybody's penciling them in as a Super Bowl contender, and I'm not necessarily eliminating that. But I'm going to need to see Brock Purdy play like seven games after rehabbing for me to really believe him. But back to the matter at hand. The Los Angeles Rams, they had this, you know, fuck them pick strategy. And now they're figuring out why teams just don't say fuck these picks. Because they have nobody in the pipeline. More undrafted free agents on the Rams than any other team in football. You know why? Because they couldn't draft guys. Because they didn't have any picks. And that, you know, no, no picks. They get you Von Miller and OBJ and Cooper, you know, Matthew Stafford and, you know, a Super Bowl. That was then. This is now. In the 1920s, history lesson for you folks. People used to wrap their babies up in blankets that could tie to the bed so the kids didn't fall out. I suppose prior to 1920, kids were just falling out all over the place. But they would wrap the kids up in blankets that had these ties on it and tie them to the bedposts. I looked this up because that's the first instance I could find of people using the term security blanket. That's where it's from. You're welcome. We saw Patrick Mahomes without his security blanket, Travis Kelsey, on Thursday night. Well, Matthew Stafford's security blanket only played nine games last year, has already been scratched for week one, is on IR for the next four games, and his last vacation was to a hamstring specialist. That's Cooper Cup. Outside of Cooper Cup, the Rams have nobody to throw to. Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, Ben Skoranek. Yeah, like I said, nobody to throw to. And if you're listening from Detroit, you're well familiar with Matthew Stafford's record against teams that finish over 500. I'll update you since he's been on the West Coast. 17 and 15 straight up as a favorite. But, oh, my goodness, 13 and 47 straight up as an underdog. 13 and 47 straight up as an underdog. I love what the Seahawks did this offseason. I wish they had drafted Jalen Carter. Understand why they didn't. Had personality issues. Jackson Smith and Jigma is going to ball out in this offense in which you have a legitimate anytime run straight catch up to DK if you try to. And Tyler Lockett who can run the whole route tree. Jackson Smith and Jigma is going to eat place like the intermediary levels of passing. He's going to really tear things up out of the slot. Kenneth Walker, full go. If you, again, if you're listening from Detroit, you know all about him, whether you're a Michigan State fan or a fan of Michigan and you saw him run all over you. He's got no injury designation. That's great news after getting hurt in the preseason. Expect Zach Charbonnet to play as well. Another guy with Michigan ties. And let's do this. Let's play a game. Play along at home. If you're driving, be safe. Just think about it. Name four players on the Rams defense, and I'll spot you one. Aaron Donald. 
That was hard, wasn't it? You didn't do it, did you? I didn't think so. Because unless you are a diehard Los Angeles Rams fan, you've never heard of half of these guys. This this point blank period. Jalen Ramsey, Akeem Talib, Marcus Peters, Michael Brocker, they are not walking through that door. Do you know who is? Geno Smith. He's a captain for the first time since his college days. And I know people may say, that's crazy. Captain for the first time since his college days. Yeah, it was ugly in New York. It was ugly in New York, but he's in Seattle now. And he's doing exactly what Pete Carroll wants him to do. And I heard this interview with him and Peter King in the offseason, during the preseason. Peter King saw it. He says he's lost a ton of weight. He's changed his diet. He's a full pescatarian now for the sole purpose of being able to move around better. Seahawks minus five is the play here. Mike and Jim didn't leave much on the college board. Not much at all. But watching last Saturday, as I saw Coach Prime and his Colorado Buffaloes beat TCU, I knew two things were true. A, I'd be betting against Colorado next week, and that I plan to do. Let's go Cornhuskers. And two, as I saw people clamoring for the Shador uh, Sanders and Travis Hunter were Heisman candidates, I just knew that wasn't going to happen. There's only been one person to win the Heisman with more than four losses in that year, and that was Lamar Jackson, eight and four, in a year in which there was really nobody else. And Lamar was incredible that year, too. So I'm going to take anything away from it. Colorado is going to have trouble with a few different teams in the Pac-12. USC is one. Oregon is one. I think Oregon State is one. They'll have some trouble with that. I don't think they're going to win enough games for Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter to be legitimate Heisman candidates. and. Also, the tough part about it is they play on the same team. So they're pulling votes from one another. But I have found some potential value. I don't have the cactus out here on the West Coast. I have found some potential value for you in the Heisman Trophy odds. I really like Alabama this year. I understand they had questions at quarterback. And I think that they're slept on. In a wild way, somehow people are sleeping on Nick Saban. I don't know why you would ever do that. Maybe they're just bored of the the success. But what I saw out of Alabama in the last two years was they had an incredible quarterback, Bryce Young, who I'm betting against in week one. They had an incredible quarterback who had figured out the college game. And as a result of that, they were a little sloppier than you like to see. An Alabama team was getting penalized a ton, giving up a ton of points. Don't love it. But Jalen Milrow, quarterback for Alabama. Saban hasn't necessarily came out and said it. But if you just watch the games, you know he won the job. Jalen Milrow, plus 2,000 to win the Heisman. I'd sprinkle it. In fact, I already have. Put a unit on it on Monday. They're the same, about the same odds as Shador Sanders or Travis Hunter. But here's the difference. Those odds are going to drop considerably when I think when what happens, I believe is what's going to happen. Alabama's going to go not only cover the seven, but beat Texas pretty handily. Jalen Milrow 
And this will be a lot of this will be the first time a lot of people see him play. I forgive you for not being locked in to Middle Tennessee State and Alabama. He threw three touchdowns and ran for two more, costing me any chance I had of covering Middle Tennessee State plus 39 and a half, honestly. It was the best debut for an Alabama quarterback in quite some time. If he can go and mirror something similar to that against Texas, I like Alabama this year. I like their schedule. I see an issue with Georgia, obviously. But if you were watching Georgia, UT Martin it took Georgia a minute to uh, go ahead and get into gear before they finally started taking care of business in that way. You wonder about the offense. No Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is like I was five years younger than me and somehow was still playing college football. Now they got a real actual college quarterback there, Carson Beck. See how that works out. In my head, I feel like Carson Wentz didn't work out that great in the NFL, so maybe I'm down on it for that dumb reason. But I think this Alabama team loses one, two games max, and part of the reason why it'll be because Jalen Milrow can both sling it and run it. When he tucks the ball, he looks like a running back. Go ahead, sprinkle Jalen Milrow for the Heisman. I have more college picks when there's more competitive games. Really, the only other game I'm even caring about right now is Ole Miss and Tulane. Go Green Wave. I'm a kid from New Orleans originally, and I like Michael Pratt. He's an NFL quarterback. Costa was talking about it on the, on the recap show. Only through one incompletion, and it wasn't like he was checked down Charlie. He was out there making big-time throws, throws down the seam, throws on the hash, throw you know, 15 yards in the air, 20 yards in the air, 40 yards in the air. And South Alabama is going to be a good team this year. I think Mike's big on Ole Miss. I like Tulane. Go ahead, play Tulane. But it's the most wonderful time of the year. NFL week one. It, it took, sat, Sunday is going to be like Christmas. Saturday, a nice little appetizer. There'll be all types of NFL talent on the field when Alabama plays Texas. And then again, you got that old Miss Tulane game as the other ranked matchup to go ahead and, and whet your appetite. But like I said at the start of this pod, I can't wait for seven hours of commercial free football. Take that, Valenny. For Cash Your Ticket, I'm Martin Weiss. You can catch my show on Fox Sports Radio. That's 8 to 11 Eastern time. Martin and VJ, wherever you listen to the radio, satellite, all of that good stuff. And also, go ahead and search for the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. That drops on Wednesdays. I do a few early looks with my co-host Mark Gunnels there. And again, if you want to get at me on social media, at Martin Weiss. Let me know what you think. And even better, rate, review, and subscribe. We out.